Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And we're also brought to you in part by SoBet. Sign up and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you in part by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download that app today or just head to bettorfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close? If not, pull the outright upset. Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. We are counting down the days and the hours as we release the podcast on Three Dog Thursday. It was the day before, the day before Christmas 2021. Great to be with you. And depending on when you're hearing us, thank you for finding us and doing so. As again, we're back with the only digital radio show that loves to focus on those teams that are given less of a chance. The teams that are usually the road team, not thought of as much. The underdog, we're all about it in college football, which it's bowl season right now and college football playoff coming and the NFL down the stretch. No, no, I do not want to talk about what happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past Sunday night. A shutout loss to the New Orleans Saints. Bizarre game. Buccaneers still, though, in good shape to win the NFC South with one more win out of the remaining three games. A couple of wins probably gets them an excellent playoff seed in the NFC as well. So all hope is not lost. But anyway, I'm I'm not going to be dour. It's Christmas week, and I've got a lot to get to. Straight ahead, Brian Edwards will be here, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. He could not pass up the opportunity to talk college football bowl underdogs and NFL underdog, but more importantly, more specifically, more directly, to take another two-handed swing at Urban Meyer, who is now out as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Brian, uh, ready to go, even though it's the Christmas season. That's a Scrooge. That's a Bah Humbug guy. And, and he's got what's coming to him from Brian uh, in particular here in a little bit. Later on in the program, look forward to more no huddle underdogs as well, whether it's college football bowl games or the NFL. T.C. Martin will be joining us from the T.C. Martin show in Las Vegas. Christmas underdog uh, from him. 
I want to talk to TC too. He's got great insight on the Packers. Used to work and live in Green Bay. Uh, what about the Packers in this Saturday Christmas Day game with the Browns? And is that maybe an underdog opportunity for Cleveland? We'll see with TC later on in the show. Again, however you found this podcast as we head to the end of the year, so many thousands and thousands and thousands of you have found it. Thank you for doing so. Whether you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, social media link, Always, always follow us or subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It'll come automatically to you. We're here on Thursdays. It goes right out on Thursday. We will be here next week for the final show of the year right before New Year's. We're here Thursdays of the football weekend weekend. Stays relevant through the weekend. We pick some games. Uh, We have some fun with it. So, again, subscribe. Follow us or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And we would love to have you do that. Okay, no further delay. Let's get him in here because I don't know if he's got a list and he's checking it twice to find out who's naughty or nice, if he's got all his shopping done or what the deal is. But Brian Edwards, a Vegas insider and MajorWager.com, always love his insight. He's been great with the underdogs all year long. He's back once again. My friend, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I know we're getting ready for the big holiday. Thank you for popping on for a few minutes because we've got much to cover. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. Uh, let's begin with the Urban Meyer situation. Since last you and I have spoken, it has happened. Not surprisingly, it, I, we really believed, and we were talking about it on this here podcast back in October. Is he even going to survive the first six or seven games here with all the things we were hearing and seeing then? We've now come to understand berating his own staff, berating his own players, the incident with Josh Lambeau, the kicker, which he doesn't deny, by the way, with uh, not only making fun of the kicker, but kicking the kicker in the leg during an August training camp practice. Um, All right, you have the floor here as Meyer has imploded and gotten himself fired inside of one season in Jacksonville. Gloat away, because you were on the front end saying this is an awful idea. Go. Yeah, (laughs) You know, I've gotten every prediction right about this guy for more than a decade. And actually, I I didn't really get this one that correct because right when he was hired. Now, I did say it's the worst hire in NFL history. I got that part right. But I um, I didn't get the part right. I guaranteed he would be done by November 1st of year two. And what an awful prediction on my part that was because (laughs) giving him the second season. Yes. Yeah. Like just such a moronic. Uh, thing on my part now I did edit that prediction in like late August when he was flipping out over preseason losses and would get that little that woe is me the world is collapsing body language going on you know at in the third quarter of a preseason game yeah I mean he's the guy that like never got out of his high school mentality I mean like even in his interview with Rappaport the other day I was just just so pathetic he's so delusional and such a just odd bird i did edit my prediction in late august and say he wouldn't last the year i, I just I, I hate shot Khan didn't give us another week or two to for us to just see that woe is me just third grade uh, you know guy that just got his butt kicked at recess little body language now, in so fairness bad. he was part of two national championships for someone's gators but that was also a long Tebow's. time ago and, and yes uh, tebow, tebow had a lot to do with it yes he led ohio state to a national title uh, before he he flamed out there and got tired of coaching and burned out and then went to the broadcast booth for a second time and then comes back into the NFL. This is just the latest example, though, that the iron fist 
the the fear tactics of lording over 18, 19, and 20-year-olds, that does not work with highly paid professionals with adults. And it's uh, it's amazing that Shad Khan couldn't see that as a very real bad dynamic before he ever did this, Brian. Right. Do you know anybody that was on board with this hire? I mean, I don't know anybody that thought this would be a good hire. And no, I, yeah, I mean, like, other than Urban Meyer's family and other than Trace Armstrong is, well, Trace Armstrong's his former agent, other than his agent, other than his family, I don't think anybody thought this was a good marriage. And we've, we've seen it with Bobby Petrino, who could not handle professional players and lording over them and yelling at them and threatening them. Nick Saban to a large extent. I mean, he's in there with multimillionaires with Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, and they're looking at him in year one going, you got to calm down. I mean, enough of this, uh, enough of this trying to tell the 28 year old multimillionaire that you know how to do it better than him and screaming at him. Uh, Pete Carroll is about the only one that worked, but Pete Carroll yeah. was an NFL he's coach. Energy. He was, but he was an NFL coach a long time before oh, yeah. he was the USC Pass. coach. And he and understood, and he understood paid pros and he understood how to handle professionals. So it's not a surprise that he's gone to Seattle and had the success he's had because he's a more of a, a player's coach, get along guy, not the iron fisted guy that uh, this just doesn't ever work and one more here you're not saying this but i'm saying this trying to revise history trying to act like he wasn't an awful hire and he wasn't an awful hit don't fall for it public don't fall for it media this was a disaster because of him the jaguars had some potential to maybe do some things not just this year but in the next couple of years but they're set back right now because this guy was a disaster from the very beginning, and Trevor Lawrence couldn't stand him by September. The number one pick. It's a joke. It's a uh, joke, yeah, and, and I, I I like what what you sent me uh, the other day about the stories <laughs> we're gonna hear, and like I, I yes. can't believe we haven't heard more already. Well, probably in the offseason. my my understanding from a couple of Jacksonville media people is there are a couple of more, and and part of it is Shad Khan was building a legal case to not pay him. And there are more things that may come out here shortly, get leaked out shortly. If the old, I know you see, I see you rubbing your hands. If the old negotiations on the buyout aren't going well, it may get put to uh, Urban Meyer's advisors, his agents, his masseuse, his his uh, butler, everybody else that he has. That hey, you don't want A getting out or B getting out uh, now as well. So let's just let's just see what happens there. I mean. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be some more, uh, probably come out about just how bad an idea this was, uh, beginning to end. The thing that I am struck by your thought here, remember Jeremy Fowler, who is now not Chris Fowler, the announcer, but Jeremy Fowler was a reporter locally in Gainesville. He's now with ESPN and Jeremy's taking the high road on all this with urban Meyer. Good for him as a professional, but urban Meyer came over to him on camera threatening him you're a bad dude threatening because jeremy fowler was writing the truth about arrests about aaron hernandez about all kinds of things and urban meyer's threatening him you know pointing at him and i i just i felt as all of this was unraveling the uh that video should be pulled up again about you're a bad dude the guy the guy doing the finger pointing you're the bad dude in he, this you he I, also I, said I, I'm, I'm monopolizing all of this brian P- please pick it up here go ahead he uh, so um now i'm sure fowler and maybe it wasn't an art 
that specific thing what was he uh, a quote it was a quote from a player that kind of got misconstrued and maybe even with the editors with the headline maybe right. kind of you know because how that can happen and and also he added you know if that was my son me and you'd be going at it right now we'd be going right at it. Like, right <laughs> On camera, he's threatening the guy, saying all this. This is the same Urban Meyer that we now know was trying to protect Zach Smith, his assistant at Ohio State, the grandson of Earl Bruce. Connect the dots here. Earl Bruce was was Urban Meyer's mentor, his guy. Urban Meyer got on a private plane with members of the Ohio State staff and came down to not only convince, but almost threaten and intimidate Zach Smith's wife on don't go public, don't ruin his career, don't drag me down by association. And he's the guy, again, on camera pointing at somebody say, you're a bad guy. You're a ba- okay. We now yeah. know what the truth is with all the, all the rehab. Uh, just one more for you. How much do you think this hinders future teams from looking at college coaches? Because here's another flame out example of don't do it. Um, you know, I, I, this was just common sense, though, and it's all on Shad Khan. I mean, it, it was common sense to know that Oscar Lyre was not. This was just uh, it was like he's incompetent. Shad Khan is incompetent. Uh, I, right. Like I was saying, like nobody didn't think this was a horrible idea. And the, the one thing that pisses me off is that when Lambo said, don't kick me again, he, he used my boy Spurrier's line on the head ball. Man, get my man's lines out of your mouth. Yeah. You're not Spurrier. You're not the legend. You're not the head ball coach. Okay. Let's segue from that into some underdog talk. As we release the podcast, I'm here in the Tampa Bay area uh, and the Gasparilla bowl, which did not play a year ago in the COVID-19 crazy times, One of the teams couldn't play, so they didn't even have the game. Now they have got heaven in terms of a matchup in the Sunshine State. This is coming on Thursday. If you're already hearing us, you know whether the game was a good game or not. Florida Gators, UCF Knights. UCF for years has been bemoaning that Florida won't play them, won't play them, won't play them. Well, now they get them in a bowl game. Gus Malzahn's first season. Of course, Dylan Gabriel, the star quarterback, got hurt early on in the year. Broken collarbone, he's gone. But they still end up winning eight games. Florida, again, makes the coaching change, fires Dan Mullen, still finishes 6-6. Six and six. Greg Knox is still going to be the interim coach, the special teams coordinator. Am I wrong to look at UCF here on the neutral field, hungrier, more to play for? Uh, what do you think here for Three Dog Thursday purposes? UCF getting six points, a touchdown, something like that, neutral field in Tampa in the Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, uh, it's definitely UCF or pass, but I mean, just like looking at uh, UCF's regular season finale, they only beat South Florida 17 to 13. I mean, even when SMU was checking out there in mid-November with all the speculation that Dykes was going to TCU, um, SMU still beat them uh, 55 to 28, um, you know, and, and UCF only beat Tulane 14 to 10 on November 6th. I just like it's UCF or pass for sure because Anthony Richardson is out. Jacob Copeland, the best receiver, has already transferred. Zachary Carter, the best defensive player, has opted out. Um, How about Emory Jones saying, I'm going to transfer, but I'm willing to play the bowl game and help out? That's fascinating. He's going to play in a bowl game. 
Well, you know what? Uh, we're actually getting some of that. Like Western Kentucky had a couple of stars that are in the portal. Actually, one of them that I want, uh, Mitchell Tinsley. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, you know, and I'm glad Emory is playing, actually. Uh, um, I mean, I guess it might have been better to let one of the freshmen play, but, I mean, I want to win. Um, right. So, yeah, it's UCF or pass. I mean, look, the Gators have lost whatever in a row, four or five in a row, and then they barely beat that horrible FSU team. Uh, at home, it's UCF or pass. Uh, and again, Billy Napier, the new coach, has been able to be part of the practices, if not running the practices. He's at least been able to be part of it, be part of the meetings. They're letting Knox be the coach. So we'll see how this goes uh, for Thursday night. And again, if you're listening later in the weekend for Christmas, et cetera, you already know how that game went or didn't go. I was looking too at Hawaii uh, against my Memphis Tigers, my alma mater, because Memphis plays no defense. They got to go all the way out to Hawaii to play, but you're saying stay away from that lone Friday bowl game, the Hawaii bowl in Honolulu, because Hawaii has got an evacuation from their program right now under Todd Graham, right? Stay away. Yeah, Chevin Cordero, who has been, you know, the starter for most of the last three years, uh, he's already transferred to San Jose State. Uh, Day-Day Hunter, their leading rusher, 651 yards, 6.4 yards per carry. He's already transferred to Liberty. And uh, the backup quarterback, Shager, uh, was, you know, he played a few games this year, uh, two touchdown passes, five interceptions, uh, not really a rushing threat, uh, I mean, it was probably sacks, but he's got negative 50 uh, rushing yards. And there's a scathing article about Todd Graham with lots of quotes from current, albeit anonymous, and former Hawaii players. Uh, th these guys do not like him. And I I'm really surprised he hasn't been canned yet, to be honest. I mean, anybody can just Google the article. It was long. In fact, I didn't even get through it all. I felt like I was reading it for a half hour. I was probably only like <laughs> two-thirds the way through it. Because remember, Todd Graham's been an a-hole since he pulled the one-and-done on Pitt to ASU, and he had pulled a one-and-done on somebody, I want to say maybe Tulsa to go to Pitt, I mean, All which right. is kind of understandable. But, um, yeah, uh, I know Calvin, no Calvin Austin. I got I got Memphis at minus six-and-a-half, you know, a week or two back, so – I'm in good shape, but I, I'm I'd glad you have faith in the alma mater, but even with all of this stuff that you're telling me, they may have an issue with all the travel out there and all the stuff and Hawaii playing at home. Sure. I don't know. And Memphis's defense is not good. If Hawaii does anything in that game, but you're saying stay away again, Brian Edwards, Vegas insider, MajorWager.com here for just another moment or two. Did you have a college, even, even into next Monday or Tuesday, did you have a bowl game that you were looking at and liking? Cause I'm, I'm looking at, uh, for example, on Monday, Boston College, East Carolina, that is the game in Annapolis, the military bowl. Uh, Boston College is the neutral field favorite in that one. Houston and Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl. Auburn proximity is kind of close to Birmingham, but Auburn's favored by two and a half against Houston. I kind of like Air Force on Tuesday. Before we come back to Three Dog Thursday, I kind of like Air Force against Louisville. On Tuesday afternoon, that is uh, the first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas. Thought on that one. Am I crazy to look at the Air Force Falcons with nine wins there? They want to be there. Louisville maybe doesn't want to be there. No, that would be the only one you've mentioned where I, I could possibly be on board with the underdog. Louisville's best receiver uh, and their fourth leading receiver just entered the portal. Now Cunningham is coming back, but Orf Air Force has won uh, three in a row. In fact, they won outright at Nevada. Uh, you know, when Nevada was whole, Nevada now uh, is – that line's moved like two touchdowns. They've got, they've got so many guys out and the head coach is gone. 
But uh, yeah, I could get on board with Air Force, but um, like we texted earlier today, and I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, but I'm basically all chalk for the next uh, week, right. and it's mainly based on personnel issues. Uh, but I, yeah, no, none of these dogs here in the next few days. None of those, none of those are standing out. And again, he's warning me off on a couple of them. We'll see if that's the case. Do you have an NFL underdog, Brian Edwards, starting with the Thursday night games? And again, first time with the disclaimer, there may be COVID pauses by the NFL. We had three of them last weekend. So Brian and I, as we release the podcast, don't know if games are suddenly being delayed, moved, whatever. But for right now, do you have one that stands out and why? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, they've won outright in both uh, home dog spots uh, this year. They beat Buffalo 34 to 31 as a six point dog. They trounced Kansas City 27 to three as a four point underdog. Uh, in their last 12 as home underdogs, they are nine and three against the spread uh, with eight outright wins. Uh, they should have won that game in Pittsburgh. They just had a couple of, uh, you know, turnovers that, uh, Really, look, their defense is playing terrific. Their offense is certainly struggling. And I know San Fran's on fire right now and looks like a, not only a playoff team, but a team that to be reckoned with in the playoffs. But these early week games, it's such nonsense when they make uh, a team not only – well, obviously, somebody's going to travel. But, I mean, when they make them travel across multiple time zones, I think that puts them even more at a disadvantage on the short week. You know, it's advantageous to the home team not having to travel – uh, Titans in bounce back mode. Uh, I, I'll go Titans plus three and a half. All right. We'll see how that one goes for Thursday. And again, you may already know that result, especially you will know that result if you're listening to us on Christmas Eve and as the weekend gets underway. Anything else? I yeah. Think, so uh, I think we're good. Well, I was, I, I was going to just say that, look, if Jared Goff gets like reinstated, I, he tested positive for COVID a, a couple of days ago. My Falcons are 0 and 6, both straight up and against the spread at Ooh. home. So I was ready to fire on Detroit until the, the golf news. If he somehow gets reinstated, even if the line goes from plus six to plus four, I would like Detroit in that one. And keep in mind, uh, again, we're flying blind here as Brian and I tape the podcast and release it on Thursday morning. If Jared Goff tests negative twice within a 24-hour period, he can play in the game as a vaccinated player. It's not likely that that will happen, but it could happen. And you would be interested with golf on board on the, and the lions just played a, a fantastic 60 minute game to beat the Arizona Cardinals who had everything to play for uh, last week. And they're ruining the number one overall pick by doing it. They've now let Jacksonville slide in as the number one pick after the Jags lost last week and the lions won. So keep an when eye you like on your that. coach. When you like your coach, like the Lions do, you'll keep playing hard. And I think well, they're, they're going to keep playing hard. Argument to be made there. So, again, keep an eye on that. For those listening here, obviously, on Three Dog Thursday, what is the golf status on Friday, on Saturday? Can he come off the COVID list or not? And Brian might be interested in that for Sunday against the Falcons, uh, who are on the fringe of the NFC wildcard picture as it is with three games to go. Uh, one more plug for all of your stuff, bowl games, all of it, NFL, coaching carousel, all of it, plug away, Brian Edwards. Uh, yeah, if you want to go to Major Wager, I've got a video up or go to YouTube uh, and Major Wager's YouTube channel. I've got a video up uh, explaining uh, some of my favorite bowl picks. You can find me on Twitter at Vegas uh, B Edwards and uh, my content at MajorWager.com. All my picks, as always, at VegasInsider.com. Merry Christmas, TJ. Thanks for having me, my man. 
Always love talking with you. Merry Christmas to Brian Edwards. We've got much more on the way here on Three Dog Thursday. More underdog conversation coming. Stay with us. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by Tick Pick with College Football's Championship Weekend behind us. The bowl season, though, is about to be here, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite teams play in their bowl game. That's because Tick Pick is the original no fee ticket site. That's Tick Pick. TickPick.com or the TickPick mobile app. It's the only one you ever need to go for all of the games, whether you're talking about NCAA football, the NFL, concerts, the NBA, and more. Whether you're talking about the college football playoff semifinal games on New Year's Eve with Alabama now playing Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl or in Miami, they're going to have Georgia and Michigan face off. Tick Pick has got all of the best ticket prices, and they don't have the service fees that all the others have. Plus, if you're looking to go out to the Rose Bowl for Ohio State and Utah on New Year's afternoon, or if you're also looking at that Sugar Bowl on New Year's night between Ole Miss and Baylor with the upset win, TickPick guarantees all the best prices for all the college football tickets this bowl season. If you don't believe it and you can find a better price somewhere else, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference on your purchase price. Seek it out. Visit TickPick today. Go to TickPick.com SGP. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, TickPick.com SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks, the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy is simplified by picking two to five players and the over-under in their projections, and you can win up to ten times your amount on any entry. Use our promo code SGP and get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. It is you versus the projected numbers. It has tons of stats on prize picks, yards, receptions, touchdown, fantasy points, all of that. Prize picks will also allow mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron and combine that with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. They offer every sport you can think of from the NFL to college football, the NBA, college basketball, 
Major League Baseball, Soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks has award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app in both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Prize Picks is a 4.8-star rated app and has got rave reviews. And the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less with Prize Picks. It's just that easy. It's safe. They've got fast withdrawals. What are you waiting for? PrizePicks.com. Promo code SGP. 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks with Prize Picks. We're also brought to you in part by SoBet. Since when is sports betting supposed to be so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around at a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account and find out for yourself. Fully functioning, free web application. You can access a demo of their app that will launch next fall. That app includes consensus lines from Las Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via a text, a QR code, or links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. Next time that you're going to be out with your friends watching sports, turn it up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off the Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing the metric if they want, as long as somebody's on the other side to accept it. Let's go back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io and join the revolution. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you're just missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell those sports bets, and you can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use our promo code SGP, and your first deposit for PropSwap will be doubled up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets through PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or just download the app in the Google Play or the Apple Store. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you by our friends at Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when you hit your bets and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app. It's fun to use. And one of the reasons we love it is it also offers prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get some prop bets going on Better Fantasy. Totally free to play. Download it now for iPhone or for Android and check them out online, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Again, spell better, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows. 
and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. We do come back in. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas in a few days. And this man has been the Santa of Three Dog Thursday. How appropriate to welcome back T.C. Martin of the five-day-a-week T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas. Back aboard. No bah humbug in his vocabulary. How are you, my friend? Do you have the list completed, or are you still running around like I am, like a madman trying to get it done here just a day or two out from the big one? So, TJ, I have a, a tradition, a longstanding tradition. As you know, I am a man of tradition and principles and policies. So what I do is I wait till December 21st. 21st is my day, and I knock <laughs> it out all in one day. However, being the 21st, stuck on a Tuesday, normally would be okay after the show, do it. But they stuck us with an NFL doubleheader. And I that know. really put a cramp in, in some things. So I was doing late-night shopping last night uh to be continued so okay it's now getting in progress to the is the answer in yes. progress currently in but progress. it will get done yes. it will get done uh, for this man and look let me say again i said this earlier in the podcast we are releasing this on thursday we don't know what's going to happen with covid pauses with games being rescheduled we know the nfl is going to play them it's just a matter of are they delayed like what we saw from last week with three different games so we're doing the best that we can. The doctor's going to go for an underdog here coming up. You're hearing me give input on an underdog that I like. We don't know as we release the podcast. Is that game going to get pay- played then or not? We suspect they will. We, we will see. Um, okay, so before you pick an underdog, you have great insight having also worked. I call it like a serving time behind bars. You worked in Green Bay for many years. We're in and around Lambeau Field covering the Packers, around the Packers Super Bowl run in the 90s, et cetera, around Brett Favre, et cetera, et cetera, Lambeau Field. So they have their destiny in their own hands right now to be the number one seed in the NFC, win the division, et cetera. They've got a game with Cleveland, must win for the Browns. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, we think, coming off the COVID-19 list. We don't know that for sure as we release the podcast. Am I crazy to look at a desperate Cleveland team that needs this game? Want to talk me out of that for, for Saturday, Christmas Day. What say you, T.C. Martin? This Browns team is a mess. The number is intriguing because it's high, but it might not be high enough. And again, like you said, it's, it's the, the intangibles, the question marks, because it's the short week and you're not exactly sure what you're going to get. I think Mayfield's going to be fine. He's going to be ready to go. But for me, you know, with the Tech McKinley injury that happened the other day uh, against the Raiders, that was huge. Uh, emotionally, you got question marks. This team needed to win that game. Uh, they looked lethargic, just like the Raiders did, you know, on that game on Monday as well, too. But the Raiders survived. They advanced. Uh, take a little Jimmy V, uh, you know, term. And uh, and the Browns are distraught right now. I mean, they're distraught where they're at because, I mean, they had a chance to take the lead in that uh, division, the AFC North, and now you don't know what you're going to get. So I think a lot of people are counting the Browns out. I think they'll come up with a, a big effort. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if they could cover that number, get him within the number, but you're going to need Mayfield. You're going to need Chubb to be uh, at its finest. You'd hope to get Kareem Hunt back, but you're going to need some weapons. So it's just more about a personnel thing for me with the Cleveland Browns. If the Browns are at 70% uh, personnel-wise, yes, they can cover that number with the Packers. And Stefanski, the coach, didn't coach the game back on Monday, but he is allegedly coming off the list and will be able to coach the game this week at Lambeau. Will it make a difference on Christmas Day? We will see. The doctor, however, has a different underdog. So for Three Dog Thursday purposes, uh, for Merry Christmas, for Santa on his sleigh, deliver one here. What do you like and why from the NFL for a doggy? I will say this. When you get to this time of the year, uh, the dogs, you have to be very, very, you know, careful with. And uh, we got some inflated numbers and you got some other games that are they're virtually close to pick them. So we're not going to you know take one of those. So we got to try to find some value here. Uh, we're going to go in that COVID ranks again and we're going to take the Washington football team in this scenario, hope, hoping that they will be a little bit more healthy. Now, let's take a look at the football team, as you know. Uh, I've been on them a couple times with yes. you in your three dog Thursday podcast, but this is a number that's up to 10 and a half right now. And it's against a Dallas team that we really don't have a lot of confidence in. At least I don't again, you got Mike McCarthy. You, you know what you're going to get with Mike McCarthy. You're going to, you're, you're going to get play calling snafus. Dak Prescott is, is not the same Dak Prescott that we've seen in years past. Uh, he, he really never has fully recovered from that injury, making a lot of bonehead uh, mistakes, uh, decisions, and uh, he's not throwing the, the ball effectively. So I think this is a good spot for a divisional rival for Washington, a team that truly has its back against the wall. And it's a big number here at 10 and a half. This thing may go up to as high as 11. And at this point in time, you got to take a look at the football team if they're relatively healthy. Now, obviously, they played Philly pretty well the other night. And that situation was they had Gilbert as their quarterback. So if they could get Heineke back, okay, and not have a guy who's been on their team for 26 hours <laughs> who played pretty darn well right. in that scenario, then I'm going to take my shot. Montez Sweat is back. Okay, that's good. So they're getting some personnel back. You still get Antonio Gibson in the backfield. I think that this is a, a huge game for Washington, but are they going to be – at some form of capacity that gives you some confidence because at full strength, I'm all over Washington. And uh, again, they played the Cowboys fairly tough, even though they were, they were played pretty miserable a couple of weeks ago. I was going to say you had yeah. them two weeks ago on this yeah. show and it was 24, nothing. Now, now in fairness, that was a couple yeah. of turnovers that all counts. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it was Taylor Heineke giving up. Uh, it was a fumble return and also an interception yes. return. Yeah. So that could be, and you are still going to back them in Dallas. You got to remember they scored game 20 the unanswered points and nearly covered and probably should have covered in that game. But again, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Again, I preface it with not a great week for the dogs here, right? But, but find a little bit of value in a very meaningful spot. That is Washington plus 10 and a half. If they are relatively COVID free, they get there underneath the number. 
Okay, and it's more of a play against McCarthy and the Cowboys. And the too. Cowboys. All right. Well, and and again, if you saw some of that, I know you did. If you saw some of that game with the Giants, they kept kicking field goals, and the Giants are just so inept and so awful. They should have blown them away, and yet it was still somewhat of a game uh, in the second half. And you mentioned Garrett Gilbert. What a story uh, that he ends up quarterbacking. It's not likely that he will be the quarterback when you get all the way to Sunday night because they have a couple of options. Even if Heineke can't play, they'll go to – I can't keep them straight. Is it Brandon Allen or Kyle Allen, the Allen brother? It's one of the Allens. It's not Woody Allen. It's not any other Allen. Just say uh, Allen, Allen. And you cover yourself. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just, just Allen. Uh, they got to go with one Brandon of those guys, Allen, but, but yeah, it's, it's we'll, we'll see if the WFT can hang in there for Sunday night football for an underdog for this man. I know you've got to go plug away about your show. It's about to be Christmas. Do we have a Christmas Eve edition of the best bets coming from the cosmopolitan on the TC Martin show on Friday, as we release the podcast, are you going to be in a Santa outfit and beard in the sports book of the cosmopolitan? If so, I must see pictures and Video. What's the update, please? As Bill Belichick says, no days off, TJ Reeves. This is football season. We are working. We are live at the Cosmopolitan on Christmas Eve. We are live at the Cosmopolitan on New Year's Eve. Picture that scene, my friend. You've been to the Cosmopolitan. You know what yes. I'm talking about. Whoa, yes. batting down the hatches. Get ready to pate. Come New Year's Eve, baby. But yes, we will be there. Best bet segment coming your way on right. Friday. We'll try to remain on fire with that tcmartinshow.com for all your best bets tcmartinshow.com monday through friday 2 to 4 p.m pacific wherever you may reside all everyone boys and girls people of all shapes and sizes get underneath that christmas tree hopefully we can give you some gifts we'll have some fun and uh we'll keep doing it for you yes monday through friday tcmartinshow.com i love it the man takes no days off he gives us an underdog here with the washington football team my friend merry christmas to you and your family you've been great to be on with me over and over again and i may have to grab you right back next week because we got bowl games galore oh, nfl yes. galore and more one more time in the calendar year before new year's but right now enjoy it as much as you can this weekend with all the football the fun merry christmas tc martin thank you thank you tj reeves merry christmas god bless to everybody Yes, indeed. As we're heading towards the Christmas holiday, he is not the Grinch. No, he's like one of Santa's elves running around helping execute everything. It's part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network of shows. The College Football Experience is his podcast. Colby Dan is back aboard on Three Dog Thursday just before the Christmas holiday with bowl games in full swing, ready to give some insight and analysis. My friend, always good to get to chat with you, but especially under these circumstances because we all have mayhem him in our lives with shopping and holidays and bowl games galore and you're popping on the podcast good to have you back how are things uh things are good and look i mean i went i was unfortunately i was at the mall yesterday and that was that <laughs> you need i mean look uh i could i would much rather watch yukon and umass if they just did a toilet bowl i would much rather watch that than be at the at the mall that's what look like i mean especially in la man i live in los angeles it is i know I can't think of a worse place to go. It's I mean, not I've, better. It's not any better in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater market that I'm in in West Central Florida across the continent. Uh, at some of these bowl games that are not well attended, there may have been more people at the mall than will be at some of these games. And that's saying something uh, for the crowd and the free for all that was going on. So we're trying to straighten it all out. I need some help from you. So I was talking back at the beginning of the podcast with Brian Edwards, our senior handicapper, Vegas insider, majorwager.com. I was talking with him about the Gasparilla Bowl. Again, as we release the podcast, podcast on three dog thursday gasparilla bowl thursday night in this market florida gators 
uh, begrudgingly, that's the big word we'll use just before Christmas, begrudgingly playing UCF out of Orlando and Gus Malzahn. I'm interested in that game. I, I'm iffy now on Hawaii having any chance against my alma mater as the underdog in the Hawaii Bowl. I want to talk to you about uh, a Monday underdog if you have one. But first of all, Florida UCF, quick opinion from you. I know you got a preview pod out for the Gasparilla Bowl uh, as we speak here. What do you what do you make of SEC against the American Conference? Uh, both will have a lot of fans because they're regionally close to drive to the game. Do you what do you make of this? And my UCF, I'm sniffing, I'm sniffing a little UCF as an underdog here. What do you make of it, Colby? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you not? You got uh, first off the fact Florida that the leaks some emails. They never want to schedule a home, and they don't think they're worthy for the home and home thing. Uh, uh, I mean, this game's a sellout, which, like you alluded to, that that. Thankfully, we have one game that seems to have some value. Right. Um, um, and then but but also you have this thing like normally I think maybe we would think differently. Who knows? But uh, Florida's season, I mean, before they fired uh, Mullen, they fired Todd Graham, the, the or, uh, not Todd Graham, Grantham. Uh, Todd, uh, Grantham. Yeah, Todd yep. Grantham, the defensive coordinator. But they I, I, if memory serves me correct, it's going back. I think they also fired the D line coach. And a third coach, and I don't remember if it was O-line or – I think it was the offensive yeah. line coach, correct. It, so, Mullen – it looked like Mullen was buying himself some time for another year. Then, like, a week passes. They get blown out by South Carolina. He gets fired. And, and then you're sitting there like, okay, well, who is coaching then? Right? Like, I mean, how many coaches are left on the roster? Then you have uh, the situation Emory Jones is transferring. But uh, last I checked, he's going to play the bowl game. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious to me in its own right. Anthony Richardson, the backup, the highly touted freshman is, is a, a no-go for the game. I, and then you add in there playing a team that there's probably a lot of players that wanted to play for Florida that didn't get offered that scholarship, you know, there, and then, then there's probably players that feel disrespected. They've been sitting there three or four years in Orlando. They had some great seasons where they, they never got a chance to really prove it. Now I know Gus Malzahn, a new coach there, but I, I think you, if anything, Malzahn's a proven coach, so why would I go against a proven coach uh, in, a, in a situation where you're looking for any type of motivation? And it seems like UCF has it all. I'll take the seven points, and I'll, I'll sprinkle some of the money line. I love that. Uh, again, I'm not, I have no allegiance to UCF, much less to the University of Florida. Again, how much influence, to your point, does Billy Napier, the new coach, have? He's been overseeing practices, et cetera. Again, we make mention a, a second time here in the podcast. Greg Knox is the special teams coordinator who was the interim coach, the interim head coach against Florida State. He's the interim head coach again. Don't know what's going to happen here. Maybe it's a wild game. Maybe it's a boring game. But Colby and I are kind of both lurking around UCF and the points. Uh, again, we can we stretch all the way to Monday and Tuesday. I know you got your eyes on your ECU Pirates. Get rowdy uh, at the Dowdy at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. ECU and Boston College are playing at the home of the Naval Academy in Annapolis in the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, and, and ECU getting some points here against Boston College out of the ACC. Uh, are, you, are you perhaps glancing the Pirates' way? Those are your guys. A hundred percent. And, 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 and look, I, I feel great about this one. First off, I think we're waiting to see if Zay flowers is sitting this out or not. That's a star wide out for Boston college, but Boston college, uh, you know, their MO as a team has changed under Jeff Halfley. They, they throw the ball more. They're kind of a more finesse team. Now Jerkovic coming back and playing in this game is substantial. I think for BC, however, 
this team, uh, this is they're calling for rain. They've kind of became a finesse team. They pass the ball. They're not such a grinded out like they were with Steve Adazio. They're calling for some rain here. And if you look at Boston College season, you know, I get it. Jerkovic was injured a couple of weeks, but they really haven't been that impressive. Uh, their, their only win that I actually they have zero wins over teams with a winning record. Zero. So I think they're kind of a flash in the pan. They're coming off a blowout loss, 41-10 to Wake Forest. Looked like the team kind of quit on them. I know they said uh, that the flu issues were going around. Maybe there's merit to that. Maybe there's not. But I just don't think they're that good of a team. And when you look at ECU, hasn't been bowling in a long time. This game's in Annapolis, Maryland. Guess what? I grew up in that area. A lot of people, believe it or not, did go to East Carolina in that area. I think ECU will have a fan advantage there. Although, with it being in the rain, I don't know how, how many people... Maybe that weather changes, but I got buddies of mine that, that were planning to go to the game. I don't know with, with the weather, but I think the weather favors East Carolina too. I think East Carolina is kind of a more grinded out team. Uh, their defense has gotten, and that's another thing. If Zay, if Zay Flowers plays, East Carolina's got one of the best cornerbacks in the nation. It'll actually be compelling. And you know, at that point, you're almost hoping there's no rain. But uh, I think just it's a perfect storm brewing there. I think from a fan base, uh, I think ECU will have more fans. We know Boston College, they don't, they don't even – they could be number one in the nation. Their fans won't travel. Um, so I'm going to take ECU on the money line here. And uh, as, as ECU first time bowling in quite a while. So I think, I think they want it where BC is kind of just like, ah, hey, we're here. All right. The pirates are, are one to look at. That's a Monday afternoon game with ESPN trying to cram all these bowl games, every which direction. A few more moments with Colby Dan. He's at the Colby D on Twitter. College football experience is the podcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network of shows. Love Kobe's uh, inside his analysis. He's great to come on here. Whenever I put the bat signal up for him, even Christmas week, my man is showing up. He's like, when are we talking? When are we talking bowl games? Uh, Etc. I will not have you before we think we hope I know it was kind of ominous just real quick when the college football playoff committee uh, sent out their press release on these are the COVID-19 scenarios and what we will do if one team can't play or both teams can't play or what will happen that was kind of ominous if one of them can't play as it stands we're excited for next week and for New Year's Eve as it turns out and the two matchups with Alabama Cincinnati Georgia Michigan, since I won't have you next week, you don't have to go all out head first off the high dive into the deep end on this, but give me a thought or two on what intrigues you here. Does Cincinnati have a shot at the upset Michigan? A lot of people are counting on Michigan to, to sock it to the sec here for once thought or two, please. I know we got a week to go, but a thought or two. Well, my heart's with Cincinnati. I mean, I, I, I wish it would have been one of I, Cincinnati of last year, I think was better than this year's Cincinnati team. So I am a bit reluctant there, but Alabama has shown problems before against A&M that, that wasn't great. They were starting a freshman quarterback, I think on his third start. Um, obviously, I mean, I was all over Alabama destroying Georgia. Um, I, I think I'm more worried about the Bama Cincinnati game because I want to see Cincinnati when I think it'd be great for the sport. However, uh, I think Bama is especially given Nick Saban time to prepare is, is just a brutal, brutal thing. Georgia, Michigan, though, I, I, uh, I am all on board on, on the Michigan thing. I mean, like I, I, I'm one of these ones where believe it or not, like, yeah, I, I don't want to shame on Georgia. They beat who they beat and, and you know, it is what it is, but they were not playing a lot of great teams. And I, I actually think we, we tend to overrate the sec East, um, you look at these offenses they've played just to rattle through these 
Um, Vanderbilt was the 118th offense. South Carolina, 120th. Clemson, who could have forecasted this? This is why you can't blame them. 95th. Uh, 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 Georgia Tech, 92nd. Um, UAB, 79th. Auburn, 63rd. Missouri, 59th. South Carolina State in the FCS was 74th. Um, they, they didn't play many good offense. Tennessee was the only top 25 offense they played. And even that, um, that yes, that was an impressive road win, but I, I just, I, I, I always thought there was red flags with this team and mainly that centered around the quarterback position to me. Uh, it, and also the fact that they didn't trail, um, uh, Stetson Bennett to me, he's improved and, and I don't mean to rag on the guy too much, but I, I do think he's a liability. And I think in 2021 football, uh, you need to have a quarterback that can that can lead you back, that can make these passes, uh, you know, and I, I kind of think he's kind of just not the guy. I, I think he is he costs them more than he helps them, if that makes sense. Like you need to be able to be able to throw the deep ball. We saw with Alabama, they started put on, putting up points and all of a sudden they couldn't put up. Uh, George is like, whoa, 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 what are we supposed to do? Right. The run game wasn't existent. Now they do have a long time to prepare in Michigan is not Alabama offensively, but I do think Michigan can get to the quarterback and make Stetson Bennett go back to that Alabama game, go back to the Florida game. Stetson Bennett threw a bunch of passes that I thought all year, really for me that he's improved, but I, there's passes that I thought, man, if they're playing a really good team, they, they're going to pick that. They're going to pick that. Even the Alabama game first possession for Georgia. He almost throws a pick six should have been a pick six. Well, those things can happen. Michigan's secondary is fantastic. Their defensive line is really good. I like Michigan as a live dog in the Orange Bowl there in the CFP if if, if everyone's healthy. Obviously, with COVID right now, I don't know what's – let's right. cross our fingers that we get everyone healthy. Yeah, we hope that that will be the case with the semifinals next week. And, again, we'll be previewing those as well on the year-ender here on Three Dog Thursday. But when I get a chance – to again get the knowledge get the insight from colby dan i'm always loving that all right so by means of uh review you're kind of you're with me here on ucf and the gasparilla bowl thursday night as we release the podcast you're liking east carolina monday afternoon as well against boston college and the military bowl so that one will be interesting as well and they can catch all of the previews plug away of all the bowl games everything that's unfolding fire away on how they hear you how they find you through the SGPN and everything you're doing. Go ahead. Just type in the college football experience. We are on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, but you can type that into Google. You can type that into Spotify, whatever, Apple, iTunes, the college football experience, and also the college basketball experiences that season ramps up. I'm the and host. Of it. We pick every game. We pick every single game. It's also on the SGPN app that's right there. You yeah. can find it through sportsgamblingpodcast.com if you're on the website, which is a great resource with all the picks, et cetera. You guys pick every game and go after. I mean, you're going full bore on every game, not only with the bowl games, but all the college basketball games on the College Basketball Experience podcast. Yes, yes. Every single day I got a daily show that comes out breaking down all the college basketball games of each day. Already 100 games over 500 and uh, wow. doing it, doing it over there. So if, anytime you just want to, hey, it's a slow day at work. You want some college basketball, maybe some college football. We got you covered just as well as I know you do, my friend. So, uh, yeah, check us out. Get that SGPN app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. And, and I, look, I know we didn't have enough time to debate best Christmas movies, but um, I'm, there, there's that we do we do we throw out a Christmas story? Do we throw out a? I'm a vacation guy. Give I'm, a, me, I'm a Christmas give me vacation. Your guy. top three right here, right now on Three Dog Thursday, since it's a Three Dog Thursday concept. Give me your top three. I'll give you my top three. 
Let's go. I you think, know what? Let's go one for one. Go. Give me one. Well, I think the live dog here is is uh is Christmas vacation because I think most people think uh you know uh Christmas story. I think gets a lot of yeah. love, and I love it. Where, where are you going for? If you if you had to only have one, you're saying Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. My, See, my for go. Me, it's a Christmas story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I love it. I bit. love it. It, it's fantastic. I mean, I am I am such let, let me just do this while we're on the show. I did not even plan this. I am such a mark for that movie that my parents found <laughs> at a garage sale the BB gun, the Red Rider BB gun. And I'm showing this to the audience on the video right now. If this video ever I surfaces and I my father it. with his woodworking carved in, you'll shoot your eye out. That's what it says <laughs> in my office with the Red Rider BB gun. Hopefully the audience can see it. Colby Dant can see it. That's how big That's of a, a mark gift. for that movie that I am for A Christmas Story. So if you're going Christmas vacation, I'm going to see you and raise you A Christmas Story. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because that's on my list. Yes, Christmas yes, setting, yes. even though it's a terrorist attack on Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza, that's that's in my top three. It's in your top three. It's in my it's, yeah. It's in my top three. I mean, look, I, Christmas Story is right there too. I think you have a, a strong seed there. But since you've already played it, I'll play Bad Santa, as 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 with with <laughs> Billy Bob it. Thornton as, as one that uh, just wins me over every time. And may, and maybe you know a runner up to Will Ferrell playing Elf, which is great. And there's probably Home, Home Alone's a classic. Home Alone's Home a classic. Alone classic as well and around christmas you were asking me lethal weapon wasn't lethal weapon set around christmas time too yeah and, and, and i think it was like i think it was right at the same time as die hard right okay do you, you want your mind blown before we leave colby dan here on three dog thursday if you did not know this already i'm about to drop knowledge chevy chase and the griswolds their house in christmas vacation in the setting same house as roger murtaugh and family from lethal weapon on the movie lot at wherever it is warner brothers or whatever yeah, yeah. they use the same house when you look around in the house in both movies you'll see that it's similar from lethal weapon and christmas vacation I, i'm just here to serve you're in hollywood i'm just here i to did serve. look and i i did not know i knew they used that house in lethal weapon that, that was on set i didn't know i knew they used it for several things but i did not know it's for christmas vacation yeah, yeah. This is why I'm on the show, man. To to hear this, to learn, right? Every day, every day is a new day, right? I appreciate everything, man. I gotta, hey, and I'll, I'll be honest. You have the Red Rider BB gun. I don't know if you remember in Christmas Vacation. There's a part where Chevy Chase is going crazy because he gets a Jelly of the Month Club instead of his ten thousand right, dollar right. bonus, and and he uh, he drinks. Uh, uh, he's got this moose glass, right? And he drinks some uh, alcoholic eggnog, it looks like, and just chugs it because he's a little mad at the world. Well, my my girl, my my wife now uh, got me that glass. So I I was sipping out of it last night with some eggnog, man. So that's outstanding. (laughs) Not as good as yours. Not as good as yours, but nice. But then you didn't have to go kidnap Mr. Shirley from uh, the business office and have him standing right there in front of you while you didn't get your Christmas bonus to build your swimming pool. That's Christmas vacation. Uh, and the the amazing thing, because we were watching that in our house, too, while we totally digress on Three Dog Thursday with Colby Dan, we're explaining to the twins about how famous that Julia Louis-Dreyfus actually is from the Seinfeld comedy show. And when Christmas vacation was made, she hadn't even acted on Seinfeld. She was doing Saturday Night Live. She would then become very, very famous for Seinfeld. This is like pre-Saturday Night Live, much less pre-Seinfeld for her in Christmas Vacation. And one of the cable channels, is like AMC or something, will show it on a loop, uh, I think, starting Christmas Eve and through Christmas Day, if you want to watch 
her long before she was Elaine. She was Margot on uh, Christmas <laughs> Vacation. There you go. She's great. She's absolutely great. And look, uh, look, since we're spewing out knowledge, I feel like we could just go on and on about movies here. Die Hard in Die Hard. The time is like nine or ten o'clock at night right. uh, back in the day. And their security, uh, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Carl Winslow or whatever, comes to check on the, the building. They're watching USC Notre Dame, which has never occurred <laughs> not that late at night ever before. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. On yes. Christmas yes. Eve. <laughs> they would not be playing. But they had to have something on the TV. So they had that. You're exactly right. And I got one more for you because we were just watching the movie in the other room before you and I taped this interview where you're taking East Carolina, where I am taking UCF, and you're joining me in the Gasparilla Bowl while we talk underdogs. The cost of gas in Los Angeles. What is it right now? Is it $5, $8, $9? What is it now? I think it's close to five. It's like four. I think it's like four seventy nine. Five bucks a gallon. Yeah, yeah. When when Al Powell is out uh, getting the Twinkies and in his patrol car, the sergeant uh, for the LAPD, and he's about to drive to Nakatomi Plaza. There's a clear, visible gas station sign at the convenience store that shows seventy four cents a gallon was the cost of gas in nineteen eighty eight when they were filming the movie. So even with inflation, if you doubled it. It'd be a dollar fifty if you triple it. It'd be two twenty-five. We'd all take that in California, especially. You take that right now. Seventy-four cents for the gas. That's not that a- long ago. It's not. It's not like you're watching a you know a wonderful. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. So man. listen, we've had a great time. Uh, once again, digressing on Christmas movies. I love it. Merry Christmas to you, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows, the college experience. I know you, your brother, uh, Patty the C, everybody else that's associated with your podcast. Have a great Christmas. Again, folks, they go nuts with previewing every game, including every bowl game. If you're a college football fan, lock it in on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows and the college football experience and the basketball, too, with the college basketball experience. Promise me we do this again in the college basketball season in the coming weeks. I look forward to talking with you, Colby Dan. Can't wait, and I'm available anytime. Appreciate you having me, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Well, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Thank you, Colby. Take care, brother. So there we go. A little movie talk at the end. After all, Colby's in Hollywood there while we're talking about all of that with the underdogs. Thanks also to T.C. Martin giving me some NFL underdog advice. And I will actually take his underdog advice and stay away from the Cleveland Browns on Saturday. I instead will go Buffalo Bills in the grudge rematch with the New England Patriots that's coming on Sunday. New England won that wacky Monday night game a couple of weeks ago in Buffalo with the high winds, the cold temperature, doing nothing but running the ball, playing field position, kicking field goals, playing defense, trying not to pass it. They found a way to win. I saw the Buffalo team at field level a couple of weeks ago. Josh Allen showed a lot of heart in the quarterback position, uh, even facing injury and adversity on the road, down big against the Buccaneers, led them back with his wheels, with his arm. They were impressive last week at home with Carolina. I think Buffalo bounces back as a a two-and-a-half or three-point underdog here and wins this game with New England and now assumes the tie with the Patriots for the AFC East with a couple of games remaining here. So I will take Buffalo as the one NFL underdog. And again, disclaimer once more, we don't know about COVID pauses, et cetera, as we release the podcast, head into Christmas weekend. As far as we know, these games are going to play and play on schedule. Uh, Midweek here doesn't look like huge outbreaks are jeopardizing any games, but of course things cropped up last Thursday and Friday to delay things. 
for the Cleveland-Vegas game, as well as Washington, Philadelphia, and Seattle and the Rams. So let's wait and see uh, if any of that happens, and hopefully it will not. Again, some sanity coming back into what the NFL is doing, where if you are mandating that the players have to be vaccinated, the staff, the coaching staff, the training staff, the medical staff, they have to be vaccinated, have to have booster shot, et cetera, et cetera. Why are you testing them if they do not have symptoms? So then you're going to have far more positive tests and guys that can't play in the games even when they don't have symptoms. So that's uh, that's something the NFL is now revising, moving forward and trying to figure it out with their league and with their games and three regular season weekends uh, that do remain. So again, uh, going all the way back to the beginning of the show, I'm going with the UCF Knights and the matchup with the Florida Gators and the Gasparilla Bowl. Again, Brian Edwards and I talked about that game thoroughly. Colby Dant and I just talked about it a little while ago. Thursday night, you may be hearing us. After Thursday, you probably are on Christmas Eve or on the weekend for the underdogs Christmas Day. And on Sunday, you already know how that Gator pick did or did not do. Uh, the UCF pick against Florida. I think Florida in too much disarray with too many opt-outs. UCF much more motivated. We've seen this time and again, especially with SEC schools that don't have anything to play for and players opting out for the NFL, COVID-19 reasons, transfer uh, portal now. Uh, I, I just, I'll take UCF in that game on Thursday night uh, for that reason. Again, the Sunday underdog will be the Buffalo Bills. And again, I will go back to the Air Force Falcons and uh, that Monday bowl game, I like that matchup with Louisville. I know Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, is talented for Louisville. But again, uh, Air Force, very good. Air Force, good on the ground, good defensively, nine-win season. Give me the Falcons in that game in Dallas, uh, in that, uh, that military bowl game. I'll go with Air Force as my third underdog in a Monday college football bowl game to line it up here for Three Dog Thursday. So that will do it for this show. Again, enjoy the Christmas holiday through the weekend. I'm actually off to Charlotte with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to lock up the NFC South. The banged-up Bucks have lost Chris Godwin for the year with a knee injury. Mike Evans out with a hamstring injury. Levante David out with a foot injury at linebacker. Leonard Fournette at running back out. They will get Antonio Brown back. Looks like they'll get Rashad Perryman, the receiver, back if he passes the COVID test and they're negative. He'll be able to play this week. That'll help Tom Brady with the weapons. Uh, we'll wait and see how the Bucks do against a Carolina team that uh, can't get out of its own way right now. I mean, it's astounding that uh, that over the course now of the last four football seasons dating back to 2018, Cam Newton hasn't won a start in his last 12 times as a starter for Carolina. Hasn't won one in his return this year. Remember that whole Superman thing? They haven't won a game with him coming back. Brady and the Bucks highly, highly motivated and incentivized to win this game and lock up the NFC South. They need no other help with one more win. Go ahead and get it. And then the Bucks are looking at two weeks to go, still vying for the number two seed. And if they get any kind of help at all with a Green Bay loss, could maybe be the number one seed. Again, the Packers will have played on Saturday against Cleveland. Buccaneers coming on Sunday. We'll see how all of that goes and come back to recap all of it next week and get ready for those college football playoff semifinals. Let's hope they come off as well with Alabama, Cincinnati, and uh, also Michigan and Georgia in the two biggest bowl games, the uh, Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl, respectively, being played on New Year's night. We'll preview all of that, or actually New Year's Eve afternoon and New Year's Eve 
Uh, we'll preview all of that next week on Three Dog Thursday. For now, we're good. Have a great Christmas to everybody here. My thanks again to Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Colby Dan, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast and the network of shows, the SGPN. Get the mobile app and find us there. Again, they promote us greatly through the Sports Gambling Podcast website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Subscribe away. We're still rocking with the underdogs. We're looking for more of them this week in the college football bowl games that you've been hearing about and also the NFL, which is coming down the stretch for the regular season. For now, we're good. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy Christmas. We're back next week for the final show of 2021 before the new year on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.